Welcome to Your Brain's BFF. I'm Pooja Venkatraman, a double Harvard grad, ex-management consultant, and former stressed-out overachiever. I use clear, simple frameworks rooted in psychology, cognitive behavioral therapy, and mindfulness to teach you how to solve any problem, anytime. Let's go. Hey guys, today we're going to talk about how your thoughts create your results. Now, I'm not talking about manifesting or magic or any kind of supernatural phenomenon. What I'm going to talk about is psychology, confirmation bias, and how your brain uses its existing beliefs as a lens through which it interprets the world. And the way we're going to do this is using the self-coaching model, which, as you guys know, has five parts. There are your circumstances, the plain, boring, objective facts in the world. Then there are your thoughts that you have about your circumstances, the feelings which arise when you think that thought, the actions that come out of your feelings, and then the results that you create through your actions. So we're going to use two different people in our example today. In the red, we have behind Betty. And in the green, we have on top of it, Allison. Now here's the really interesting thing about Betty and Allison. Betty and Allison have the same job. They have the same set of circumstances in their world in terms of their job description, the meetings on their calendar, and the things on their to-do list. And the really interesting thing about them is Betty and Allison take the same actions. They reply to some emails, they prepare for a meeting, and they take a break to watch a movie in the evening. But the crucial difference, that same set of actions is driven by different thoughts and feelings for Betty and Allison. And because of the difference in their thoughts and feelings driving the actions, they create different results for themselves. How does this work? How can this be possible? I'll tell you the two ways in which this works, and then we'll go through the examples for each of them. Here are the two ways your thoughts end up creating your results. One, your thoughts determine the way that you take the action. Might be the same action, but a different thought driving it and a different feeling driving it will make you take the action in a different way. That's thing number one. Thing number two, your thoughts will determine what you think about the actions while you're taking them and after you take them, the story you tell about the actions you're taking. And because of those two things, because of the way you take your action and the story you tell about the action you're taking, you will end up with different results even if you have the same actions. So let's walk through this starting with Betty. So Betty looks at her circumstances of her job, her meetings, her to-do list, and her thought is, I'm so behind. And when she thinks, I'm so behind, she feels afraid. She feels fear. Might also be stress or anxiety or panic. All of these emotions in the fear family. And so when she's thinking, I'm behind, and she's feeling afraid, how does she take her actions? When you take these actions out of fear, you reply to emails by grabbing the first couple that are on the top and replying to them frantically and trying to just get them done as quickly as possible. And the way you prepare for a meeting when you're feeling afraid, you probably think about all the things that could go wrong and you try to avoid planning for it. And then you try to get it done so that you don't have to be in the fear for so long. And think about the way that she stops in the evening 
to watch a movie. She's probably so burnt out and tired from feeling afraid all day that she tells herself, oh my gosh, I can't take it anymore. Let me just watch a movie. But throughout the whole movie, she's thinking about the work that she's supposed to be doing and how behind she's falling. And so she doesn't even get any real rest or relaxation from watching the movie because of how she's, the way that she's watching the movie. So that's way number one, that she gets behind. Because the way that she takes her three actions in this frantic, panicked, get it over with quickly kind of way causes her to get more behind very tangibly in the real world. Now, the second way that her thoughts create her results, which is what she thinks about her own actions. So this is going to be as she's replying to the email, as she's prepping the meeting, as she's watching the movie, and as she's reflecting on all her actions for that day, her brain is going to take all those things and use it as evidence for how behind she is. She's going to be like, I only replied to five emails, but there's 20 in my inbox. I'm still so behind. I prepped for that meeting, but I probably didn't know enough. I'm still so behind. Oh my God, I can't believe I watched a movie. I should start even earlier tomorrow because I wasted so much time this evening. I'm so behind. So even though it's the same set of actions that Allison is going to take in a minute too, she interprets these actions to make her I'm behind story even stronger. And so because of the frantic way in which she takes her actions, and the story she tells herself about the actions she's taking, she creates her result of getting more behind. And this is literally confirmation bias in action. Even if she did 10 more things today, because of the way she's thinking, it's really hard for her to convince herself that she's gotten ahead because her brain is just interpreting everything as more proof of how behind she is. That's Betty's story. That's why she ends up with the result of being behind. Now, let's look at Allison in the green. Same job, same meetings, same to-do list. But Allison has a different thought about her circumstances. Allison's thought is, I'm so on top of it. And the feeling that she has when she's thinking, I'm so on top of it, is fun. She feels in control. She feels in flow. She's like, oh my god, I'm killing it. She is having fun at her job. And so, Allison takes the same actions. On the surface, it looks the same. She's replying to emails, she's prepping for a meeting, and she watches a movie in the evening. But the way she takes those actions is totally different. Imagine how different you act when you're having fun versus when you're feeling afraid. She looks at her inbox, she scans everything, she picks the first few that she wants to respond to, and she mentally deprioritizes the last. She thinks about the meeting. She thinks about what questions might people ask. What do I need to prepare? What do I not need to prepare? And she just gets ready without any drama. And at the end of the day, she says, great, time for a break. I did a lot today. I'm so on top of it. Let me rest and recharge by watching this movie so I can get back at it just as well tomorrow. And so again, this is how she creates her result of staying on top of it in the first way, which is the way that she takes the action. She takes it calmly, she prioritizes, she doesn't beat herself up, and she gives herself rest and relaxation. So she very tangibly is staying on top of it. And then that second way is the story she tells herself about the actions. She can reflect on her day and say, wow, I did a great job of prioritizing which emails to respond to. I'm so on top of it. And I prepped for that meeting exactly the right amount. I didn't do too much and I didn't do too little. I'm so on top of it. And at the end of the day, I still had time to relax. I still watched a movie. That's so great. I'm so on top of it. So once again, through the way that she does the actions and through the story she tells herself about the actions she's taking, her brain in confirmation bias mode 
finds evidence for how on top of it she is. And that's how she creates her result of staying on top of it. And this is how the same set of actions taken in the same set of circumstances can create totally different results based on what you're thinking and feeling that is driving your actions. And this is why, guys, when you're trying to solve a problem, it's so important to not look for actions first. If every problem was as simple as, hey, just find the right actions and then you'll solve it, we would have all solved our problems already. The right actions are not the problem and they're not the solution. You have to start with your thoughts. You have to ask yourself, what am I thinking right now that is preventing me from solving this problem? And what do I need to think and believe instead in order to effectively solve this problem? If you can get those two questions right, the right actions will arise in front of you. It will be so obvious and you will execute the actions in a way that actually solves your problem and you will build confidence and belief that you are somebody who can effectively solve this kind of problem. And that's how you actually create the results that you want. Not just through powering through the actions you're supposed to take, but by thinking and believing in the way that is most effective for you to actually solve your problems. And guys, this style of problem solving is not intuitive. When you are faced with a problem, and especially when your emotions are high and you're thinking, I can't take this for one more second, your brain will jump to actions. It will say, just tell me the process. Just tell me the three things I need to do. Just give me like the steps. Just give me the strategy. Just tell me what to do so I can get out of this uncomfortable emotion. And by the way, plenty of people in the world are here to offer you those actions. They will tell you, here's the morning routine that you need. Here's the time management system that you need. Here's my five-step process for getting promoted in a year. Here's my script for how you negotiate a salary. And actions are awesome. I have nothing against them. But actions don't really create your results. What really creates your results is your thoughts. And if your thoughts are right, and if you have the right feelings, if you've generated them for yourself, you can actually take any set of actions and end up still creating the results you want. And if your thoughts are not the most helpful thoughts and your emotions are not the most helpful emotions, I could give you the perfect blueprint of exactly what to do and you still won't execute it in a way that gets you the results tangibly in the real world or that builds your belief and your confidence that you can get those kinds of results consistently for yourself. So if you want my help, to help you see your own thoughts more clearly and just understand why are your problems not solved yet? And then to brainstorm super effectively on new perspectives that are actually effective, right? Working with you and your brain and also working with my expertise in terms of what I've seen that actually works for people. And then if you actually want to put those new thoughts in practice, right? Not just feel good while you're talking to me, but have a plan for how you will remember to actually think the thought in the moment and how you will believe the new thought in the moment, even though your brain will throw up all kinds of resistance, how you can actually execute on the new thought and the new feelings. So you can create the results you want in a consistent basis. If you actually want to do all that stuff and if you want to solve your problems for good, and learn this methodology for solving your problems consistently and actually creating the life you want, come talk to me and let's get started. Click the link and book a coaching consult. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of Your Brain's BFF by me, Pooja Venkatraman. Check out the links in the episode description if you want to read this piece on my website, follow me on Instagram, subscribe to my email newsletter, or book a consult to work with me one-on-one. 